What's up, y'all? It's your host, Alex, and welcome to the sixth episode of Something Challenge Related. What am I doing in the house with these people? It's time to just bring the Barbie Beast back. Killer Cam is out now. I'm ready. We've officially surpassed 75 unique listeners. Sincerely, so appreciative of y'all, and please keep spreading the word. Today, we're going to be breaking down episode six of the challenge, Double Agents, from Teresa with Love. We get a glimpse of Messy Teresa, TBT to Free Agents, Justice for Devin, another untimely departure, and a challenge that may forecast how our agents do in the final. Oh no, I've started using the horrible spy jargon too, so definitely don't let me do that again. A reminder, there will be spoilers ahead, and with that, diving right in. In all honesty, I knew Anissa was possibly going against Tori. We should discuss now we want the house to be Anissa. 100%, 100%. And that's not going to change. But I'm also becoming friends with the rookie girls. Why can't I play with my new friends and my old friends and play my own game? <laughs> the episode opens up with the revelation that Teresa actually knew that the plan was to pit Anissa and Tori against each other last episode and didn't say anything despite Anissa supposedly being her number one girl in the house. You know, Nani has been waiting all season to clock Teresa, and she finally gets her chance. I also really fuck with the fact that Nani and Cam are friends now. I had a hard time on War of the Worlds 2 when some of my favorite people were kind of pitted against each other and at each other's throats. Lolo also decided to take this personally for some reason, which was confusing. She confronts Teresa, who omits some facial expressions that made her look like Mike Myers in the Mask movies, vehemently denies doing anything shady. I mean, she's right. All she did is hide from her number one friend that she was going to be pitted against another close friend, and then burned her vote on said friend. But nothing shady there. So, this is definitely setting the stage for this episode. When we transition to Leo, he is struggling with the environment of the house because it reminds him of his traumatizing upbringing in a group home. Then you kind of add the layers that he has a pregnant wife at home in the midst of a global pandemic, and ultimately he decides to leave the game. I have mad respect for Leo, this is the experience of a lifetime, so to really have the fortitude to put your mental health first is really impressive. Then Cam ties this into how the conversation around mental health for black men tends to stay in the shadows, and it's really important to bring it to the forefront. I just really fucking love her, and, and that's really all I have to say about that. <laughs> that makes Leo the fourth person to leave the game outside the crater, and each one was just heartbreaking. I sincerely hope this is the last one. With that, we boogie on to the challenge. This capsule is a lot heavier than I thought it was going to be, but honey, I've carried things in finals before. This is going to be a mini final, and honey, this is what Millionaire Mitchell was made for. For the Smuggle Run Challenge, partners will have to carry a heavy cylindrical capsule through a five-mile course, with two checkpoints along the way. The first is a climbing wall that they must leverage their capsule to help them get over, and second is a numbers puzzle, using pieces to make sure every row in their hexagonal grid adds up to the number 38. Millionaire Mitchell says it best, this is a mini-final and it's going to be interesting to see where teams stand. At the beginning of the challenge, the lead position is really up for grabs. Casey and Leroy, Cam and Kyle, Corey and Ashley, and Josh and Nani are all jostling for an early lead, with some teams notably struggling, like CT and Big T, and Fessy and Anissa. I have to point out that again, I'm not Nelson's biggest fan, but I really hope he's out there laughing at Fessy right now. Um, <laughs> so we reach the first checkpoint, and everyone gets over it with relative ease. Afterwards, though, Jay and Teresa use this as an opportunity to burn it and gain on the teams, eventually putting themselves in one of the top positions, entering the second checkpoint. Ashley, showing off her puzzle queen status, knocks this out very quickly, followed by Jay and Teresa. Almost every other team times out, which is hilarious. I love when they have to do math. <laughs> I just love how dumb they all are. I love them all dearly. So when Lolo was like, I guess they let him use a calculator at mechanical engineering school, deceased. Fessy and Anissa managed to crack this checkpoint too, but they have a comfortably secured last place, so 
At this point, not much of a triumph. As we race to the finish, we learn Ashley let Corey lead, and they went the wrong way. <laughs> that costs them, and Jay and Teresa narrowly overtake their lead. They're still close behind, though, and it's very much either one of them's challenge to lose. Jay and Teresa end up pulling it out, beating Ashley and Corey by a mere 10 seconds. We learned in the after show that <laughs> it was almost 10 minutes until the next team finishes. That is definitely in part to the puzzle checkpoint, but damn, that definitely further outs Jay and Teresa as one of the most dangerous teams in the game. We've been new about Ashley and Corey, but they're certainly in a worse position, exposing their strength without the immunity to back it up. My the analysis of this challenge is that some of the strongest teams are Josh and Nani, Cam and Kyle, and Leroy and Casey. They were the next three to finish, didn't bicker, and moved very swiftly. Dorel and Amber B aren't a team to sleep on either, but I think Amber's rookie status anchors them down just a little bit in my mind, particularly in a final. So moving to the lower tier, <laughs> Nam and Lilo's communication is exposed to be a huge issue in their partnership, and I think it will definitely make Lilo think about switching partners if she gets the opportunity. CT and Fessy are also both getting concerned about Big T and Anissa's endurance respectively, and I think this has gotten them thinking about switching partners themselves. It will be interesting though because to do so, Fessy will need to risk his skull, because we know damn well Anissa ain't trying to go down to the crater again. Will he be shady and try to vote her in too? Fessy has not been having a great rap this season, so you know, we're just gonna have to find out. <laughs> I think both Devin and Gabby and Amberem and Mechie are kind of neutral ground for me. They don't have the athleticism to take on some of these stronger teams, but can hold their own. I was overall impressed by their challenge performance. The season has a well-rounded cast in regards to a final, so it will be interesting to see how the eliminations and partner swaps impact how threatening each pair is. Next, we slide into partying and politics. I'm just feeling a little bit off with Teresa. People think I get paranoid, but there are very, very few times that my paranoia has been wrong. So this episode seems to be sponsored by P3 Protein. I guess it's a step up from Burger King. I'll have nightmares about Wes and Dee wearing the Burger King crowns in the Total Madness bunker. We start off with Big T giving couples therapy to Nam and Lolo, unsure why Big T is involved. In the after show, Nani makes some interesting points about Lolo really treating their partnership like a relationship and less like a duo who is competing, and you can really see that here. Both of them, at the bottom line, hurt each other's feelings but refuse to admit any responsibility. Quite honestly, this is a textbook rookie pair fight and it's cracking me up. It gives me Brandon and Brianna from Rivals 3 vibes, and for those of y'all who knew what that means, it is certainly not a compliment. <laughs> Ashley's airtight intuition also strikes during the post-challenge cooldown. She tries to talk to Teresa, but Teresa is giving her nothing to work with, which makes her nervous that she's one of the names being kicked around. In the rave igloo. <laughs> Nani and Kyle both express concern their pairings are being targeted with Teresa in power. Nani is concerned that Teresa thinks she can take her in eliminations after beating her in a pole wrestle-esque elimination in Battle DX's 2, but doesn't realize Teresa doesn't really plan on going in this time, and then Kyle's just concerned because Kyle's always concerned. <laughs> we also get some more Gabby and Fessy. Gabby cracks me up with how blunt she is to Fessy. She said it perfectly when she was like, he talks to me because he knows if he doesn't initiate conversation, we just wouldn't speak because I certainly don't talk to him. I think I said this in a past episode, but if I saw that back, I would hang up my cleats. I'm never flirting again. Again, this was a good run. I'm ready to become a born-again virgin. <laughs> the last thing we see before deliberation is Jay and Teresa deciding Ashley is the smartest play. They start to try and rally the house, which leads to a horribly awkward moment when Ashley walks in on Teresa pitching Anissa her plan. I literally, my stomach was in my butthole. Like, girl, you're not even gonna watch the door. The season's theme is spy-themed. You don't think it's possible someone might be, I don't know, spying on you? And Ashley didn't even spy. She just boogied on in. This lays out the political workings as we move into the deliberation and voting stage. Ashley brings up a very good point. She's a very good, strong competitor, and in the final, a lot of these girls haven't been there before, and we're starting to cut off some of these strong girls, and that might come back to haunt us in the end. We kick off this deliberation with Ashley proving how strong of a political player she is. She concisely explains why she shouldn't be the choice, and you can actually see a lot of wheels turning in the other players' heads. I feel like one of the hardest things to do in deliberation is change someone's mind, especially when they have a solid idea of who they're going to vote for. 
and you could tell how brilliantly she defended herself. Mechi and Amber jump in, realizing that the target is drifting their way, and try their best to deflect, but their defense pales in comparison to the calculated jabs Ashley is making. Her intellect and political literacy in this game is honestly unparalleled. That's really all we get from this deliberation, and we transition into the voting. Similar to last week, it feels like loyalty is kind of out the window this season. Even the people who stood by Ashley's side decided to burn their vote on Gabby and Devin instead of targeting the same team, and I'm not quite sure why. I don't know if they just hadn't decided beforehand, or if they were really scared of pissing Jay and Teresa off for some reason, but damn. Jay and Teresa then get the tea, and with only 9 votes of the 20, Corey and Ashley are voted in, which again goes to show that if they had kind of coalesced and voted for the same team, Ashley and Corey probably wouldn't be in this position. The most surprising vote to me against Ashley was CT. First, he turned on someone who helped him win $250,000 in War of the Worlds 2, Tori, the person who he was desperate to have as a partner in the first episode, and then now he knows champions are being persecuted, so why turn against someone who is both friends with you and your partner Big T, and is also a champion and can be a number for you? Big T also notably voted Ashley, which was also kind of surprising to me. CT is playing a scared-ass game this season, and I'm actually really not fucking with it. It's interesting because Nani, Cam, and Leroy all wanted to protect Ashley, but none of them perceivably voted for Amber, M, and Mechie, um, and they also all burned their votes as well. So after this, we get a little bit more politicking. Teresa is offering Cam an opportunity to get a skull if it's a headbanger, and promising her she won't vote her in if it's an elimination that looks janky. One thing about Teresa is that she's going to play this game. She does not fuck around. But despite her insistence, the expression on Cam's face tells it all. She does not buy this one bit. But Teresa's putting in work. I'm not sure why it's so important to her this was a blindside. If she genuinely wanted Cam to take Ashley out like she claims she did later in the episode, why wouldn't she just give her a heads up so that she can really prepare herself mentally and leave Ashley blindsided? Jay is backing his partner, but we begin to see the realization that he's on the path to making enemies, and as we move into the crater, we'll start to see Jay's psychic energy because he is predicting the future. <laughs> Cam first Ashley. This is the main event right here. These are headliners. These are heavy hitters. This is gonna be a good one. While we're walking into the crater, we can definitely feel something is up. Reportedly, Jay winked at Corey on the bus and was like, you're good, and surely he wouldn't go back on that, right? Well, of course, he did almost immediately, and Corey and Ashley are revealed to be the house vote. That leaves Teresa almost giddy when choosing between longtime rival Nani, whose beef has apparently been squashed, clearly, and notable threat Cam. I don't know why everyone is so confident it's Girls' Day, but that's the narrative they seem to be running with. After a shady speech in classic Teresa fashion about only getting to decide when you go down to the crater if you win a challenge, shady, <laughs> her and Jay unanimously vote for Cam and Kyle to compete. TJ does us so fucking dirty and makes it sound like Corey and Kyle are going at it. And y'all, when I say I screamed at the TV, I was like, oh, thank God. Only to say the men are watching the elimination and confirming everyone's suspicion that it is in fact a girl's day. And that leaves us with Ashley and Cam up against each other. That gives us two of the strongest female competitors in the game up against each other yet again. Honestly, every girls matchup has just been a clash of the titans. I mean, Ashley versus Natalie, Tori versus Anissa, and now Ashley versus Cam. They have been really going after these strong women. Today's elimination is called Dead Ringer. Players start harnessed to a rope and standing on a giant pedestal. Surrounding them are giant poles with hooks that are at varying heights and distances away from the pedestal. Each player needs to try and build momentum with their rope to help them reach these hooks and place giant metal rings on them. The first person to get metal rings on all six hooks wins the elimination, and if you drop rings, you can only climb down and pick them up once you've tried to use them all. I honestly was really trying to figure out how to describe this elimination because it is so janky. So both ladies are off to what some would call a weak start. <laughs> like two fish who recently discovered that they're actually on land, and totally fucked, they are loosely flopping around and not getting close to the bulls. In their defense, this elimination looks whack, and somehow also looks hard as fuck? I don't know. 
So Cam, in classic Killa Cam fashion, gets the hang of this weird Tarzan swing and starts to quickly gain momentum, landing three rings before Ashley can even get one. She then starts to slow down, getting two more rings over time, but allowing Ashley to get three of her own in the meantime. But Ashley has this kind of strange strategy where she's trying to play ring toss. You can tell Ashley is definitely more focused on murdering Teresa in cold blood than she is in competing in this elimination. So Ashley starts to get a bit of momentum of her own using her knee. I will give $10 to whoever can tell me what that means. But it proves to not be enough as Cam slams her last ring on the sixth hook and wins this elimination and the second gold skull for the women. Leroy's grin when Cam pulled out that win was the heartwarming energy we need in 2021. You could tell how authentically ecstatic he was, and it was just so beautiful to see. But damn, I was personally devastated. It was Cam against Ashley. I love both of those ladies so much, and they somehow ended up against each other. This is low-key how I felt about every elimination. I feel like I always liked the people, um... Okay, let me clarify. About every women's elimination, I felt almost nothing about the men's eliminations. But I'm so happy Cam won. Ashley had her two wins and is certainly teed up for more in the future, so I want to see Cam with a clear shot at the throne. Still, I would prefer if Ashley was still in the game because homegirl always delivers. Can we talk about the fact that Cam has won almost every single elimination? She's never lost a solo elimination in a regular challenge. She did lose one to Brooke Hogan in Champs vs. Stars 2, but let's be real, CT would have lost that. And one of her two losses ever wasn't even a true elimination. It was the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, or whatever weird language TJ was using for the redemption challenges in Final Reckoning. What a queen. So, after a scene of every male literally drooling after Cam and praying she'll choose them as a partner, I personally would have offered some cash bribes. Cam decided to stay with Kyle, who I love dearly, but I cannot get behind this kill a Kyle narrative he's trying to build. Corey also calls Jay out for lying to him, and this is why I love Corey. He's also so unafraid to be like, hey, so I noticed that you told me this thing that didn't end up happening. What the fuck is wrong with you in front of everybody? So that's what you gotta do. You gotta blow people's spots. So while Jay and Teresa flawlessly executed their plan to pit two strong women against each other, they made some serious enemies in the process. Leroy, Corey, Kyle, Cam, Lolo, and Nani. That is a powerful group to have angry at you, so... The next guy's day, things are not looking great for Jay. I think Jay Risa is going to need to win immunity next challenge, or they're definitely a huge risk of being the house vote. It will be interesting to see, too, if Lolo, Fessy, or CT are interested in trying to get down into the crater and get a new partner. Either way, Cam may have an easy ride to the final now, because I doubt people are going to want to go against her voluntarily, and people are going to start to get a little bit more worried about getting their own personal skulls, as opposed to trying to get rid of the threats, especially as the game progresses. And that is A-OK -okay with me. Let's get Cam that win, y'all. Moving into the award ceremony. For those new to the show, I give four awards each episode. Worst moment, best moment, quote from the goat, and player of the episode. Diving right in, the worst moment was Nam's feelings getting hurt. I actually don't think Lola was in the wrong. I think both were at fault. Lola's just slightly crazier, so I feel like it came off cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But Nam is just such a sweet angel, and when he said his feelings were hurt, my heart was broken. Honorable mention is not getting to see Leo compete more, but I've talked way too much about people leaving the game outside of the crater, but mad respect for Leo. Best moment is the Smuggle Run Challenge. I absolutely love challenges like this. They test endurance, strength, teamwork, and intellect, all while being immensely entertaining. I live for this kind of thing, and was a fantastic forecasting tool for the rest of the season, particularly a final. The best quote was Ashley when she was voting in the weird, um, like, slot machine situation, when she was like, I really love Amber, but honey, I love myself more. Argyle Ashley is always out here, spitting truths, delivering hilarious lines, what will we do without her? Okay, this might be controversial, but the player of the episode for me is Ashley. 
Look, y'all, I was really toggling between Teresa and Ashley, but Ashley edged her out just a little bit in my books because of her brilliant political efforts, despite being unsuccessful. Overall entertainment, value, and heart. I think that it really shows how skilled she is at this game, and she was just dealt a really shitty hand this season. I still can't get past the fact it doesn't look like Teresa's having a good time, which makes me sad, and I also think that for Teresa, this was a good short-term play, but will have some serious implication for her long-term game. That being said, Teresa does get honorable mention, getting in a fight with Lolo, winning a mini-final, and rattling the girl's side of the house proves to us why Teresa is such a competitor. I'm so stoked she's back, and I'm really hoping she begins to open up more and really enjoy herself. The second honorable mention goes to Cam. It would be a disservice to not give Cam an honorable mention for her 8th elimination win, as well as a strong showing in the mini-final, and a confessional look that really almost barreled me alive. She looked stunning. Queen Cam, alive and well. So my closing thoughts, I still really want to get them to shift the spotlight this season a little. I'm glad we got more Camroy this episode, but I really want some more Darrell, some happier Teresa, some more interesting dynamics between the rookies. Nonetheless, this season is already bounds more interesting than Total Madness, and I'm so excited to see where it's continuing to go. I love y'all, and as always, take care of yourself. Hopefully we'll see you in the future, all right?